0: Norman Wonthackie, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
1: Good morning and welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland on 91.3 SEN track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app and at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show, wherever you get your podcast. It's all thanks to Harvey Norman, one faggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. And sitting in again, and I don't know if we're going to keep saying sitting in. Or I reckon he's just taken over the uh, co-host role. Is um, We're out of breath because a couple of things have happened before we've gone to where Our great man, Dan, the man, Eddie.
2: Yeah, welcome back to... Uh Sunny Islesland gather it's uh, yeah a bit of a hectic morning but we're here and we're on air and we're good to go and plenty to talk about isn't there Brad with uh well AFLW finals beginning last night we've got some cricket happening um uh, there's statues going up around the country that are causing controversy, oh, it's, it's all going on, one. so
1: uh, yeah, we've got plenty to talk about We've got uh, the championship stakes, or the champion stakes mm. at uh, Flemington today, so we've had the Melbourne Cup run and won and How'd you go? My tips were absolutely uh, <laughs> terrible and I've just taken out a bank loan to put some petrol in the car I because I lost
2: to. everything I well, We should have went with my six-year-old son, he picked the winner, so Did he? yeah, he was pretty happy about himself have a, have a little bit of hard they didn't put any money it, on it, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though: we did talk about, and I don't know why, I just didn't follow him. Was jockey James McDonald? We talked about last week how he's had an incredible run. Hmm. Well, since we spoke last Saturday, Dan, hmm. he's ridden another seven winners yeah? <laughs> on Melbourne Cup Day and Oaks Day. Wow. Uh, The the guy is absolutely amazing.
2: He's got the trophy sewn up, hasn't he? um, Without a doubt.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt. Unbelievable. We're going to talk about that later. Hey, um, Aaron Finch, we spoke about him last week. He needed some runs. He got some, but then he got a hamstring Uh, too. (laughs) can't He just can't take a
2: trick. No, that's right. He wouldn't have uh, put any money on the Melbourne Cup, I don't think, because his luck has run out. The Aussies won
1: last night, Dan.
2: Yeah, not enough. No. Uh, I think we're in trouble. We, Sri Lanka win tonight. We're in. Yeah, it's can't uh, see England England. that. England are heavy favourites, and I can't yeah. see them getting done. But it'd be fa- be fantastic if they could just cause one upset. But no, nah, it seems like the the best teams are starting to come to the fore at the right yeah. time.
1: Where's that one tonight? Sydney, isn't it? Uh, I think yeah. so.
2: Yeah. yeah. But,
1: um, have you been watching much of it?
2: I have. Yeah, and I've enjoyed watching the likes of you know Pakistan, and India, and, and Bangladesh, and. Um, mm. Ireland and these teams, they've, they've added something different to it, you know, and, and Afghanistan last night, I mean, I'd, who'd have thought they'd be almost beating Australia, reigning champs. Uh, how does Afghanistan get, I, I don't know the background of where they get to play or anything, because it's not exactly the safest country in the world, But so they're doing a remarkable job just to
1: be here. I have been told they use hand grenades as cricket balls. Well then, that's probably why we nearly lost, the because old, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I haven't watched too much of it, I've been Crazy busy. You have actually the last yeah. couple of weeks. Well, you've got so the big parade
2: enough. to prepare for, don't got you? Big Your big parade, gay pride parade.
1: Couple of weeks, the old uh, Rainbow on the Plains. If you don't know anything about it, just Google Rainbow on the Plains in Hay, and there'll be a big photo of Brad there. Yeah, and I'll be announcing the winner of Mister Gay Pride Australia.
2: How do I get in the running for that?
1: You are in the top eight. Thank you. One's pulled out. There's only seven. There okay. was eight finalists.
2: Do I have to be there? Or Yeah, you have
1: to be there. You have to, we're,
2: uh... SEN will pay for me to go up. And oh, I'll... I'm sure they will. Yeah. Right, pay for your outfit too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've got to say...
2: Um, they... No, that'll be a great event though. It will be it fun. It will be, It'll fun. be a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, the, the seven winners, they win a fair bit and, and I'm interviewing them all and then Brilliant. I'm announcing the winner. I'm really looking forward It's going to be a good weekend. i
2: have to play the audio on here of the winner.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll your do that. If any good, yeah. I'll do that. I, um how's your week been apart from all uh, before we do go on. I know we got, we're going to talk in depth on a few of these things, but uh just quickly, Hawthorne, the racism fiasco has turned into a complete fiasco.
2: It has, isn't it? It's hard to it's hard to see it going anyway other than a bit of a overview and then move on, because we can't get the interviews with all the people we want to interview. Uh, I'll say we, but, um, and the the ones who have pulled out of the interview have got a valid point, you know, it's, yep. it's purely run by, it, sh- it should be an independent panel, you know, like at the end of the day, it's overseen by the AFL, but I, I would have thought that needs to be covered by the um, by, an independent group because of the severity of it, and and then spread it wider in terms of looking at the whole competition and all the clubs. But for now, Hawthorne's the pressing issue, and I don't, I don't like how it's playing out. Good to see the coaches back at their clubs, and Clarko is obviously pretty pumped to be back at North, and and all that's great. But do you, it's hard to see a definitive finding coming out of it if we yeah. can't get everyone interviewed.
1: Well, the. They- They're pulling out quite quickly now, aren't they? They don't want to be interviewed. They don't think it's independent and they think it's the AFL. It's going to be a bit of a circus. Yeah,
2: that's it. I think they think it's almost just like a bit of a brand protection thing and then a bit of a token listen to whoever wants to talk and that's it, whereas they want to see it. Part of the issue is their fears of being involved in the AFL because of um, it all happened to them under the AFL's banner, so to speak.
1: If no, no one could ever suggest that uh, the AFL brand uh, protection use a bit of protection on their brand with no <laughs> people certainly don't think that. <laughs> I bet they don't. <laughs> I bet they don't. It's, it's it, well, it's going to be interesting. Hey, last night I watched the AFLW final. Oh yeah, Adelaide jumped them, Dan. Yes, and the but, reigning champs, aren't they the crowds, Yeah, they? Th- they were about th- I think three and a half up before Melbourne scored. Okay. And then bang, 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 and the Demons have run out 21-point winners in the end.
2: You don't usually come back from three goals down, in a, you know, because it's not a high-scoring competition. No. So you don't usually, that's a big lead.
1: It was a very good game of footy, and I know I've sung the praises before, and I'll sound like a broken record, but that AFLW has improved out of sight.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, huge and had, uh was Daisy the star of the show again or not? Uh,
1: not really, no. That's um, good in a way. Yeah, the, and and I I don't think she has been the last few weeks.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I watched the Casey ga- the game out at Casey just. You did go last out, did Saturday you? afternoon. You
2: did go. Yeah,
1: or? yeah. I, I got there for the second half.
2: Excellent.
1: I had a few things to do, but she didn't dominate. She, uh, but she's when she touches it.
2: Yeah. It, it turns into something. Yeah, Scott Penderbury stuff. Yes. You, just, you know something will happen. Yeah, she's yeah. got
1: all the class. Yeah. Both feet and uh, just a dancing sidestep and very hard to tackle.
2: And it'd be a bit like a Joel Selwood where you'd lift players just by being there. Yeah. You lift your teammates just by being there. So, well, that's good. She might get the fairy tale finish. She's into a prelim final. Yes, and
1: I'd love to see that. One
2: away from doing the Shane Crawford and going out on a on a premiership high. So, we'll see. But today, four ten 10 is Brisbane versus Richmond. You'd think Brisbane. They've had such yeah, a great year. haven't they? probably the team to beat there. That's up there at the Gabba? Yeah. Uh, Metricon. Because
1: uh, oh, the, the cricket's at the Gabba. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, oh, okay. So, they're out at the Gold Coast. Well, what a better place. Hey, our great friend who lives out at Inverloch. Yeah, seventy-two today. The great David Mackay
2: looks fitter and younger than us too. He's he, superb.
1: The number forty-three for the Blues, and a lot of people might remember the old Swan as the uh, the gentleman that was responsible for the kick that set up Jeselinko's famous mark in the nineteen seventy grand final. I think it was I um, call him Mike Williamson. Where it was Mackay to the members member Stan Wing. Jezalenko, yes, you beauty.
2: Yes, yes, and then he took his own in '72 oh, Grand Final. He was a great, great against Richmond, he took an absolute screamer with a broken jaw. So he was he was tough as well, and he was a, made a legend. I reckon it might have been two years ago made a legend of the Carlton Hall of Fame, uh, and one of the nicest blokes. You'll see him around in He Jet gets on his bike each morning, goes for a ride. He's push bike, goes for a ride. So keep a lookout for the Swan. He's a, he's a now a, born, not a born and bred local, but he's very much a local on the scene
1: down at Inverloch, and I say, I uh, f- just, I don't know what, for whatever reason, but um, uh, iPhones and the world and Big Brother's watching, and they know, and there was a photo that popped up on my phone just recently of you, me, and Dave McKay mm. in the... Studio at 3MFM down in Inverloch when we interviewed him. Yeah. So that just popped up. Must They must have known it was
2: his birthday. Yeah, I think so. We must have got him on his birthday, did we, last
1: time? I don't know. I'm not too sure. We might uh, see over the coming weeks if we can get him on.
2: Yeah, we should have got him on today, actually. I, might, I birthday, might actually yeah. be seeing him tomorrow, so <laughs> we might... Um... I'll, I'll have a word to him. We might be able to get him on next week, or, or in the lead into the season. Happy birthday, Swan! So. Now I, oh,
1: we've got to go to a break in a minute. But I said oh, I've been busy, but uh, Dan, that might pale into insignificance of where you're at. I see another books come out. The cat's perfect ten. Fourth for the year, mate. It's been a big year. Wow, crazy! But um, I don't read four in a year. You no, write them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it was it was nice to be asked. There's four of us who co-wrote it, and um, lots of great pictures, and we've um, included uh, some detailed captions and some detailed stories, particularly something on uh, on uh, Joel Selwood who announced his retirement as we were writing the book. So we went, we better ch- chuck a Selwood chapter in there as well." So there's plenty in there uh, for Cats fans, and it'll be a great historical book to show um, how great a team was and how they went about dominating a season.
1: The pictorial story of Geelong's campaign to win a 10th VFL AFL Premiership. Love the picture on the cover where they're all collecting the cup. And, yeah, it's a great photo. And it's coming home where it belongs, Joel Selwood said on the day, and that's uh, on the front cover as well. So it should be a fantastic what, book. What I got out of writing
2: it was a huge envy. I was very envious of... Um, of the cat's culture. Cause you just, you just, the more you heard or more the quotes you, you sourced and all that, you realize, gee, uh, this is where a club needs to be at, such as our clubs. They need to get mm. to that level. Your old club, they old need clubs, to get to that level. And, much. uh, Yeah, we're a fair way off, I think. But uh, yeah,
1: it's an amazing culture at Geelong and uh, hopefully they like the book. Speaking of my old club, we'll talk about them after the break. There's a few more that have come home Mm. to RSEA Park. We'll take a quick break. And on the other side of that, we'll have a whole lot more for Saturdays in Gippsland.
0: Harvey Norman, Wonthaggy. Your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. With Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
1: Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app and at sen.com.au. And don't forget, You can catch up on all the interviews and or the full show wherever you get your podcasts. It's all thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Now, just before we went to the break, Dan, we're talking about AFLW. Yes. Now, what have you got there?
2: Melbourne had a win last night, and then, as we said, Brisbane-Richmond this afternoon at 4.10 at Metricon. And then we've got the elimination final at 7.10 tonight down at Geelong, between Geelong and North. Am I right? That's the first final ever for those two clubs, I think. Um, And then elimination final tomorrow as well at Vic Park. Get down to Collingwood's Vicky Park there to see uh, Collingwood take on the Bulldogs at 3.10.
1: Now, the great swimmer, Nicole Livingston, of course, Mm. was running the AFLW, now they spoke uh, to her during the week and she
3: spoke about the two seasons in one year. It's definitely a work in progress because this is the first time as you know that we've been in this time frame um, and also two seasons in one year and we had the option to wait 18 months to deliver AFLW and we didn't want to do that Um, so it has been a very quick ramp up and there'll be a lot of learnings from this year um, there's been a lot of good things that have taken place though, Kingy, around um you know, the the coinciding with the men's finals series. Uh if you were walking around the precinct of the men's grand final period of time, which was now round five, uh it was filled with AFLW games as well and, you know, the grand final parade came into exactly where AFLW matches were taking place. So, you know, we're only six years in. Uh, this is our seventh season. We are still building audiences. So, um, you know, we've got a faithful crew that are still coming along to AFLW. And um, we've gone from four uh, four matches a weekend in, in the first year to now nine matches a weekend. And in fact, that growth looks like 28 home and aways in year one, season one, to now in season seven, 90 home and aways. We only had one final back in the first year, and that was a grand final. This year, it's nine finals, including that grand final.
2: Wow, it's come a long way, Dan. It has, when she puts it like that. Yeah, twenty-eight
3: games to ninety odd.
2: Yeah, and we forget that they're in—they're playing a second season in <laughs> in the same year. So, it's a pretty arduous um, journey for them all, particularly on mostly part-time money, aren't they? But um, yeah, it's here to stay. Well, it is, and I've got the question for you. One to throw out there: Should they, whether it's next year or in the foreseeable future, be just playing purely before the men's games every week?
1: It's it'll. I believe it'll get to that. Yeah, it should. Yeah. Then
2: you capture both audiences. You yeah. can the gent the money. They're going to get more money coming in because the crowds will be. You know, they'll be able to work out a, a, a crowd share. Money type thing yeah. as well. It just makes sense to me.
1: Oh, it certainly does, and I think um, yeah, they're really using Icon Park, yes, a lot for the the AFLW, and so all of a sudden, yeah, then they're using those smaller uh, country grounds at times. So yeah. all of a sudden, Eddie heads are fine, but what's it going to be like if they're on the G? Yeah, is the scoring really going to shrink again? Because it's such a big ground that's that's true yeah things they're going to look at i suppose
2: yeah and i think just to generate the money so that they can be paid professional like you know sort of equivalent to the men's money is to have them playing those games before the men's games it becomes a real club thing then because yeah. they're both there, like country footy when the reserves and the seniors and the netball a grade and that all play together it becomes a real club i, I think it needs to happen sooner rather than later but yeah whether they can play a twenty three game season yet I guess that's the question yeah
1: well, she spoke about seasons one to seven she also spoke about what next season looks like.
3: Well the time zone um, or the the place in the calendar is definitely something that we're committed to so we we believe we've found um, the new place for AFLW to be able to be one sport with Mm. two pinnacle products uh, in the AFL and the AFLW so um, yeah we're focused on getting uh, season 7 done and dusted with nine finals to go and then um, we've already started the planning for season 8 so we're like the men we need to uh, agree to a CBA uh, and then away we go so there will be pre-season like there always is that that will commence you know around about that May June period of time and we are still looking at starting in the men's buy round um, which we think actually gives us some good fresh air when people are are into footy so yeah all of that's uh, to be worked through
1: so Dan just to run through those games again all what's on tonight uh, yeah so 4:10 today we've got the Brisbane
2: Richmond qualifying final at Metricon Stadium Probably Brisbane for mine there That goes into the cricket tonight So it's a perfect afternoon S- Settle in at 4 o'clock and you're there till 10 o'clock mm. um, Elimination, f- oh actually Elimination finals tonight as well Seven ten, Um Geelong and North down at GMHBA Stadium At Cadenia Park uh, I'll tip Geelong at home And then elimination final Collingwood Bulldogs at Victoria Park Tomorrow Three I'll tip the Pies
1: Yeah I can't do that
2: I oh, know no, Especially now you're a Carlton man Through and through
1: You, uh, you can am. never
2: tip the pies now
1: Can't tip the pies And there's a lot of people still They they haven't caught on to this Me jumping on on Carlton Well they, they've lost respect for you To be oh, honest Mate <laughs> I'm still getting people tagging me In St Kilda stuff mm. uh, Which I want to talk about now But oh, I got tagged last night There it is <laughs> Get that off Stop I need to have my own buttons here. I get tagged last night on Ross Lyon not being loyal. This Mm. comes from a Collingwood person, Mm. Dan, a club that is still paying two players while they're playing at other clubs.
2: Mm.
1: Don't talk to me about loyalty. But anyway... um, I've been a big backer of the Ross Lyon appointment. I Mm. think he's going to be sensational for the club. Mm -hmm. He's what they need. A bit of hardness. Yes. And if you don't give 100%, as they interviewed um, uh, uh, Stevie Baker during the week on the uh, reappointment of Ross Lyon, and and Steve said that um, if you don't give 100%, uh, you're toast. Mm. Uh, yeah, know if, if you if you coast, you toast.
2: Yeah, it was a really good interview, actually. It was. And I think the appointment of Brendan Goddard uh, yesterday, I think, uh, as a development coach, oh. he's someone who, if you don't give oh. your most, you toast. So,
1: and, and in that interview with Stevie Baker, he did say at the end he'd be open to if the club mm. asked him. Mm. Now, he has not been involved mm. since he retired, uh, and. As much as far as I, I don't think he even goes to pass players' functions. Oh right, gee. Um, so he, he's so this is what this is doing with Harvey back with Ross Line and and you've got Lenny Hayes, Lenny Hayes back there, and now Goddard. Brendan Goddard and Stevie Baker saying that he'd be interested. Well, he's obviously going to be a really good uh, part-time tackling type, mm. um, that sort of thing. I think that you'll find that people will jump back on board. I might not, I've i leapt. I've gone.
2: Yeah, I'm gone. not convinced yet. We'll see if how the season starts. If Saints are five and zip, I wonder where they'll they,
1: they, they I don't think that matters. They were that last year. Oh, okay. They were eight and three, halfway yeah. through the season. Yeah. And ended up turning at three eleven, 11 At 3-8, sorry, hmm. in the second half. So I don't think that matters. I think it's getting the steps in place, and he'll do that. I think he'll do that.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: And I think you'll find that Nick Rewalt might yeah be doing some part-time stuff. I hope, hopefully, hopefully, it's not goal kicking because he was as bad as Max King. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I don't know. Hey, another birthday, forty-one. Paul Chapman, huh? Forty-one today, wasn't he a great player?
2: Old yeah, and bombers. He was there for a bit. Added a bit of maturity when we needed him. Beat, um, beat, beat the he, Saints in a grand final, two
1: thousand and nine, on yeah, his own.
2: Yeah, kicked the gold in there, and um, yeah. It, yeah, tough player, wasn't he? Um, yeah, we start to look at some of those ages and we think, gee, uh, <laughs> where's what like, makes us feel odd? when you think, Geez, uh I know even like Shane Warne when he passed, he was in his 50s and was like, hang on, he's still 21, isn't he? <laughs> it's have
1: uh... seen an old record come up on the VFL, AFL 20th Century page on Facebook recently and had the goal kickers, I can't remember what year it was, it might have been, I'm going to guess, but I think it might have been 89? And it had seniors, reserves, and uh, thirds. And there was one S. Warren in the top five, six goal kickers in the under nineteen. for the Saints <laughs> he had about twenty eight or thirty. I think.
2: Yeah. Was he ever close to a senior to a getting on the list for the senior reserves? I don't think he
1: was. No, nah, he was a bit podgy. That was in the day where you could yeah. get away with it. When he, he liked his baked beans and yeah, too much, and he liked a good time too much, which suited cricket. In yeah, the 80s, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did, yeah. Not as much. Oh, well, it did suit footy. I mean, gee, you know better than anyone. You wrote the book about it. The Larrikins and legends, I mean, uh, they played pretty hard off field, didn't yeah, they?
2: Yeah, until early to mid-90s, wasn't it? You could still get away with a bit of that, and then it yeah, then it started to ramp up a bit. But
1: uh, uh, We might go to some news, Dan, and uh, when we come back from the news, just some news updates, and we've got a whole lot more to talk about. And I want to talk about, at some stage this morning, about Karan Barabina that we've spoken about at length over the last few weeks about them trying to get in the Allen Bank League and they weren't allowed and then the appeal was knocked back. And I just want to talk about what's transpired at a meeting during the week. So we'll talk about that after these news headlines.
0: Harvey Norman, Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
1: Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app and at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcasts. It's all thanks to our great friends at Harvey, Norman, Wonfaggie, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Now, Dan. We spoke to, or about, Eleanor Patterson, the world high jumper that's just absolutely been killing it, and she's done it again.
2: Yeah, she was actually back um, back home in Langatha just recently, mate, and she um, spoke with the uh, Langatha Little Athletics Club. Um, yeah, and I know a few people who are pretty pumped to, to have a world champion in our, in our midst. Um, yeah, and she's just, uh, Eleanor was, uh, even though she's, from Lane Gatha, she, um, she's a New South Wales scholarship holder, Institute of Sports scholarship holder, yeah. and uh, just uh, recently she was named the, what's the name of the award, it's the Ian Thorpe Outstanding Achievement Award at the New South Wales Institute of Sport Awards um, last week it was, so um, she was named the most outstanding athlete for, for the year, which was pretty amazing because, uh, yes, yeah, she went overseas w- become the first Australian to win a high jump world title, mate. Uh, at, I always get this wrong, I think it's Eugene in USA, in USA, it might be Eugenie, I'm not sure, but that's where she won it um, jumped something like two metres, something from memory, it's, it's an insane insane thing and uh, yeah, so well done to our local superstar
1: absolute superstar, she's jumped over Mason Cox, Dan that's what she's done two metres. He's jumped yeah. over Mason Cox. <laughs> now that is uh, an incredible feat. We might take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a whole lot more. We're going to talk about the Curranborough being a football club and where they're at in their
0: quest to try to jump leagues. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy Your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
1: Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app and at sen.com.au. Thanks to Harvey, Norman, Wanthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Just before we went to that break, Dan, we spoke about the Curranborough being a football club, and I can tell you they had a recent meeting. Um, And they had a great turnout, and it was to talk about the direction of the footy club and how they wanted to go from West Gippsland to the Allen Bank uh, and District Footy League. Mm. And um, were they going to press ahead on, even though uh, they wanted to appeal again? I don't know where they would have gone after that, because AFL Vic knocked it on the head. Well, I can tell you that they have said they are now committed and passionate to move forward, stay in the West Gippsland for now. And move forward and just try to move on. We spoke to Troy Patterson a few weeks ago, actually, about this. And he was ropeable, that uh, one, that that got knocked back, and two, then the appeal uh, got um, squashed. So now it looks like they're, they're focusing on what they can control. Yep. And which is good. good idea. And I see Troy's son, Bailey, who's probably arguably their best player, has re-signed oh, good. during the week. And they have their AGM on Monday night, so at 7pm out at the club. So if you're interested in jumping on board, get down there to the footy club, 7 o'clock Monday night, the 7th of November, and the AGM will be held by the uh, incoming committee and... They'll uh, if you want to jump on and in any role, you, you've got a chance.
2: Yeah, it's a good club, good good mm-hmm. United club. You know, the, the netball and the football are really working well together, and uh, they love their love their team. And um, what you heard any inside news on what um, what they're looking at doing to turning the the club's success around, particularly on the football scene?
1: Uh oh, it's. Purely recruiting, they've got to recruit, and yeah. they've spoken about that. They're a little bit disappointed that there might have, well, they not, might have been. They're saying that there was a couple of clubs not too far from them that were poaching their players. Um, so their number one priority now is to retain mm, it's hard uh, with and money, then recruit. Isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And, and I, I think, uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but Troy said on this day that they'd won. There, there was a guy there that had just played his 100th game, mm. and he'd actually only won. I think it was ten or twelve games, yeah, uh,
2: so you want to I you know you want to feel like there's hope in yeah. terms of success, don't you at any club at whatever level or or any sport team really so that's the hard bit, so that's where the priority does need to be, doesn't it, in terms of just getting the recruitment thing happening I'm sure they're working their butts off as it is anyway to try and get them, but it just takes it might just take a couple of players and the culture they have there generally is is very good, so it's a great place to be and the town really gets behind it, so it's worth, um, if you're thinking of where you're going to play next year, it's worth just uh, making a call to Curranborough there and just uh, having a word.
1: I just drove uh, through there this morning and they got some dog trials or jumping, there was dogs <laughs> jumping fences. and
2: There'll be no poo on the ground when no the season starts, the ground, don't worry.
1: It is one of those clubs and grounds that I like in the sense that they don't have a cricket club on the ground, Mm. which one, that means they haven't got a cricket pitch, and two, you can utilise your ground 12 months of the year, and I think that's a huge advantage. Yeah, but when sure. I say advantage, I don't mean it's going to make you win, but it's a huge advantage for a coach or a player.
2: Access wise, yeah. Yeah,
1: you're on that ground all the time.
2: And pre season's a bit less, yep. in here, you know, you're not, you're not restricted by maybe a fence around the pitch or so. No, it's a good ground, great great grandstand, great club rooms, you know, and they really get together after games and, and enjoy themselves as well, so. Uh, That's the place to go if you're looking for a team to be be at and you're not sure. It's worth having the conversation because you could be part of seeing a club rise up the ladder.
1: Exactly right. And uh, speaking of uh, clubs trying to rise up the ladder, we spoke last week about the concussion stuff and we briefly touched on it. And You might have remembered me saying that there is a certain player Mm. that is ropeable over the whole thing. Mm. I didn't want to name him because... He hadn't come out, and and well, he has in yesterday's paper, so I can now name you. It was Rod Owen, ex Secure oh, yeah, yeah. footballer, and Chris Kavanagh did an interview with him on the Herald in the Herald Sun earlier in the week, and uh, his words, Rod's words, is stop the embarrassing sweeping under the carpet and show that it cares about concussion before another past player dies. There are his words hmm. to Gil McLaughlin in the AFL.
2: Well, he'd know he'd be speaking to a lot of them and he's going through it himself, going through it himself. So um, you would like to think they're taking it seriously, but it's hard to hard to know what, what's happening behind the scenes. But uh, when someone with that experience in that side of the game is saying that, you know that there's still a lot of work to be done.
1: Yeah, there was an apology written. Uh, apparently, to past players, and uh, Rod went on to say that the apology to the past players was nothing more than empty words. Many people do not see our continuing symptoms of dizziness, anger, mm-hmm. impulsivity. How do you say that? Impulsivity. That's better. They'll do. A uh, struggle with concentration and fatigue, and Rod sent an open letter, and you can read that in the Herald Sun, or it's up on Facebook on Rod's page. I've read the entire letter on Rod Owen's Facebook page. And uh, Rod's really struggled. Mm. He played with St Kilda, Melbourne and Brisbane.
2: And he had other issues as well that he had to deal with. Yeah, he had
1: alcohol and drug issues, and he's very open and honest about all that.
2: And there's a big story last year, I think, about uh, some um, abuse that went on as well with... uh, with uh, and a Little League coach yes. as well, so he's had a lot to deal with. He, but, he certainly um, has, yeah. and that's
1: still uh, under investigation as well. Is and, it?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, he played 81 games in 13 seasons, so it's not a lot of footy.
2: You were there when he was there, weren't yeah, you? 84, yeah,
1: 84, because he, he got there in 83. I was there in 84. He had a knee reconstruction, so he wasn't playing. He was in 84, and he was actually a curator on the ground. That was his job with uh, Jeff Cunningham. And uh, at that stage, like I don't drink these days, but in those days, I was a shocking drinker like Rod himself. Mm. And Rod and I were big drinkers. And when I say big drinkers, we weren't big drinkers; We're binge drinkers is Mm. probably the better word. Uh, And, Rod was making a mess of himself, and he openly admits it. I was too. Mm. Um, finished my career. Rod could actually play, so they kept him. Mm. I was just a spud, so they just say move on, <laughs> young fella. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. Eighty one games in thirteen season it isn't yeah. a lot of footy. So, yeah. but he had some shocking injuries, shoulders and knees, and
2: um, it's, it's obvious that uh, clubs thought he could play because to keep someone around for that long. You know, you don't stay on VFL AFL lists if you're. If That's you're, right. You know. Now, Dan. Hmm. 1984
1: exhibition match cricket. Oh. Can you remember too much? Can you remember much about it? Ninety four. In 1994, there was an exhibition yeah, I loved match I where it. there was a woman play. Yeah. yeah,
2: she became a household name in minutes.
1: Bold. Brian Lara.
2: Yeah, it was just—it was almost like it was scripted. It was just so perfect, Uh, and Lara walked off laughing, so it was okay. But yeah, I've watched an interview with Zoe this week, and uh, she still says that you know she just assumed that would be her 15 minutes of fame, but it continues to be what she's known for. And as we know now, uh, it's going to be honoured. She's going to get a statue. The wagger.
1: Yeah. Three of them. Yeah. Indigenous side from I think the 30s. Yeah. Dennis DK. Well, obviously he's number one. He got yeah, I thought
2: one. he'd have one already. And
1: Zoe Goss. And hundred million dollar redevelopment at the Wacker.
2: Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't know what was happening at the Wacker because everything sort of footy wise went to Subiaco, and then they built the new stadium. What was happening with the Wacker, But it's actually going to remain the home of cricket, is it? So yeah. Um, the now the debate on this, I find just um, prehistoric. Really, there is a couple of. Like, their names have escaped me now. It's Is it, sexist, yeah. Oh, it's and and probably racist too. Yes. because Because um, it's I can't think of the two blokes, but they're big names in cricket over in WA, and they have they quit the the WACA um, board or committee because of the decision that was made to put these statues up. I find it staggering. They said they basically said, "Why we've had that many great male cricketers from WA? Why don't you put them up and don't worry about anyone else?" Um, but the whole point of it. Was to acknowledge all the different aspects of mm. cricket in, over there, you know. So obviously Lily's number one. You put him up, put him up anywhere. Is at the G as well? But there's
1: one I reckon they've missed. But he won't go. Yeah, on. Yeah,
2: but the I, I, I dare say they're going to put more up. But um, yeah, Gilchrist, you got to me. You know, I would have thought Rod Marsh
1: was right up there with the DK.
2: Yeah, they. Yeah, given he's passed away, maybe. Yeah, yeah but. Um, but Zoe, you're honouring women's cricket. It's fantastic. She's an international yeah. name because of what she did. I, I, there's a no-brainer there. And then, obviously, the Indigenous one. That's a really unique idea to do what they're going to do there. So, it's a pretty backward argument by the two that cracked it, I reckon.
1: Well, um, when we do go to a break soon, we might look into that, and we'll get the um, get them, yeah. We'll get, we won't do it now. We'll get the name into it, and and we'll we'll look at that. But having said all that. I'm hearing people saying we are just so politically correct. They've made the decision on a male cricketer, a female cricketer, and an indigenous group or person hmm. to appease what used to be the minority, which is probably now the majority. Hmm. What do you say to that? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm big. I'm, I'm not one for. Lots of parts of the politically correct uh, argument these days, but that one just seems a no-brainer. It, I just, I just, I just think that's a, it's a really good acknowledgement of all the different areas. Um, totally
1: agree. as you said, there'll be more.
2: Yeah, you can put as many up as you want. I think of the MCG. They started with Kim Hughes around one. the ground.
1: Yeah. Kim Hughes will be another one. you will be up there. Yeah, eventually. Yeah,
2: they should be. Yeah, that's right. And and. There'll be other female athletes, and there'll be there's a million Indigenous athletes uh, over there that have, have done well. So there's a million things you can put up, but I think it's a great way to do it. Mm. Well, what's wrong with that? Yeah,
1: here's a name for you, Craig Sargent. I yeah. reckon he'll get a statue there. Why is that? Well, what he he was incredible for WA cricket, not Australian cricket, yeah. but for WA cricket that during the seventies when. He couldn't get into the Australian side yeah. when a lot couldn't. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> Chapel Brothers and Redpath and yeah.
0: Stackpole.
1: of some, <laughs> some bloody good yeah. batsmen. I just reckon what he did, what he, he was able to, I haven't got his stats in front of me, but what he was able to achieve yep. for WA cricket through that period of time, uh, his numbers, oh, someone's probably Googling it now and making me look like a fool and I might be wrong, but he was a big name back in the day.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, as you say, there's a million players you could put there, so it'd be whether they want to to international exposure first or what they want to do but mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think it's good I mean you so do I. The, the stadium's on Aboriginal land so uh, I've got no issue with putting up a statue exactly honouring right. Aboriginal people um, and, and if you saw if you look around on the internet you can probably find Zoe Goss's interview with Tracy Holmes it might have been yesterday or the day before and um, Tracy asked her about what do you think about this argument about your statue and the Aboriginal one and she burst out crying. She was that emotional yeah. about how she felt it was really fitting, particularly the Aboriginal one. Yeah. Um, I went, wow, that's, that's really having an impact. So, yeah, it's a debate that I don't think needed to be had, but um, yeah, there's always someone who disagrees.
1: Got to go to a break in a minute. So we've got one minute, and I just wanted to bring up whilst we're on Indigenous people. Your great friend, Nova Paris, did something uh, absolutely incredible just recently.
2: Yeah, and she's been posting diary entries on it on her Facebook page. She went and did Kokoda. Yep. Um, she's a pretty determined woman. When she decides, no, I'm going to do this, um, she just <laughs> she does it no matter what. And she said it was one of the hardest things she's ever done. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's worth uh, flicking through her diary entries and having a read about the – she really uh, – wanted to understand what everyone went through and the history of it and everything so it's fascinating to hear Mm. yeah
1: yeah get on to that if you're on a facebook just uh just or just google nova paris and and and, uh the kokoda track and you'll read all about it. it's an amazing story i've been following it quite closely we'll take a quick break dan when we come back from the break we've got a whole lot more of saturdays in gippsland
0: Harvey Norman, Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
1: Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland. You're with Brad Sinclair and Dan the Man Eddie sitting in for the whiz again this week. It's been about a month now. You're just a regular now, Dan. I think we might have to get that uh, stinger change for the Dan Eddie show.
2: Yeah, he's become... Mr Golf hasn't he uh, Mr Doherty yeah. over the last few weeks. Uh, good luck to him but uh, yeah I, I reckon he you uh, know he can stop getting the the extra dollars he gets for his name getting mentioned at the start of the show all the time.
1: He loves it too. Hey we just went to a break and before we went to that break Dan we spoke about the statues going up about Zoe Goss and an indigenous team and uh DK Lily up at the Wacker and there was a couple of people that weren't happy about it and quite outspoken. We found their names. Who are they?
2: Yeah, it just happens to be former test greats uh, Graham Wood and Michael Valletta. So they know a bit about uh, cricket over there. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised. But uh, they, they had an issue with uh, Wacker boss Christina Matthews and her decisions in that on that regard. So uh, it's going to play out. It'll be interesting. But the statues will go up, I'm sure.
1: Unbelievable. Hey, uh, SEN, we cover the... Allen Bank District Footy Netball League of this season just gone, and we'll be doing it again next year. There'll be a few surprises. We're going to be doing a lot more, the SEN team, out there in the Allen Bank District League and actually in Gippsland football in general. And I just see that Niora, that we called a couple of times this year, are looking for a senior playing assistant coach and a senior off-field assistant coach. Uh, the closing dates were October 31st, but they've stretched that out. Obviously, they haven't found the right person, so they've stretched that out. So if you're looking for a, an assistant coach's role, whether you're a playing assistant or off-field, they're looking for both a very good football club. They're on the, they're on the move. We're going to go to the 11 o'clock news. And when we come back, Dan, we've got a whole lot more. We're going to talk about some books. going to talk about Peter Hudson a fair bit mm. and a whole lot more. Coming up after the 11 o'clock news, you're on Saturdays in Gippsland, SEN Track.
0: Store for computers and electrical free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland with Brad
1: Sinclair and Dan the Man Eddie on 91.3 SEN Track Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app and at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show. Wherever you get your podcasts. It's all thanks to our great friends out at Harvey Norman Wanthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. And I think
2: our podcast will be up from last week, will it? With uh, no, oh, it isn't. Yeah, the great no, chat. We with, had
1: some real technical oh, problems bugger. last week, as we said on air, and it was unable to get up. Oh, but damn! Cause today, I was gonna say we've had a bit of a more of a smooth run today, Dan.
2: We have, yeah, but we had such a great chat with Rob Wood from Lingatha yes. last week. That it would have been great to have heard that back. So that's a bummer. We'll, we'll get him on again. We'll soon. definitely
1: get him back on. We uh, got a whole another hour to get up and uh, to go. Now I want to spend some time on a few things here. we'll... We've got hot or not coming up mm. after about eleven twenty. We'll have hot or not and there's a, we'll a bit couple of that day. going on there this week. We've had a big week. We got the big Peter Hudson podcast that we're doing Ooh. Monday. You and I fast. We're we're doing it, but when we put that up and get that up um couple um, of weeks. So. Yeah, it'll be a couple of weeks and we'll play a fair bit through this show and SEN, and I'm um, looking forward to that. We're going to get out to his house on Monday. I'm looking forward to that.
2: And this week's weather's meant to be quite nice. So yes. down, down on the peninsula there, it'll be a bit of... Uh, 27 degrees. Than... After, I'll be struggling to keep you out of the water, I reckon. Oh, I
1: reckon you might be too. I'm looking forward to that. The What a great man he was. Or oh, is. Sh- talk like he's, no, he's past. Still, still he's <laughs> still a great it. man. A football genius. Hey, um Tell us about... Well, I mean, not at length, obviously, but tell us a little bit about... This book, the A Football Genius, The Peter Hudson story that you wrote, because I've been reading it religiously and back and forth last week because of our podcast, and I want to be up to date with mm. everything and make sure I don't make a gig of myself, which yeah. I'm quite uh, known to do, yeah, you know, Dean. Um, and who, I don't want to give away too much because I want them going out and buying the book and I want them to listen to the podcast. Who was Peter Hudson's? Favourite player or best player he'd ever seen?
2: Uh, It's funny, you know, because they didn't have a lot of TV back when he was growing up. They didn't have the... But through newspapers and radio, John Coleman was his favourite player. That's who he wanted to be. He realised that Coleman was loved because he kicked goals and took marks and Peter realised that was a pretty cool thing to do. So from a young age, he was a young John Coleman and he actually got to meet the great man because Coleman was coach of Essendon in the mid-60s and tried to get him to Essendon. Gee, I wish that had played (laughs) out. um, Come close. Come very close, actually, but um, (coughs) didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, so Coley, and and they weren't exactly the same player, were they? Coley was on people's heads all the time and and doing that sort of thing, whereas Hutto was uh, more you use your body muscle and nudge them out of the way. And um, they both didn't love training. Um, I'll give them that. But uh, both... Well, they're the only two players in history to have averaged more than five goals a game. So <laughs> That's
1: what I was going to say. When you said that Peter Hudson's favourite player was John Coleman, I mm. thought, well, they're the two. Now, people talk of Lockett and Dunstall, and they talk of Wade and McKenna, they talk of all and Buddy Franklin, the, any modern day full forward, they talk of them all. Tom Hawkins, those two, for the people that didn't get to see, well, I didn't get to see John Coleman. Mm. I've seen a lot of Peter Hudson. He was the the guy when I was growing up, uh, had, had over, the only two that have got over an average of five in their careers and they were both cut short by shocking injuries.
2: Yeah, basically the same age. They both had the knee injuries. Luckily, wow. Pete was able to come back and John could have, it turns out he probably could have, but he chose not to. But um, it, yeah, it, the, the parallels are, are yep. amazing. And when it was being determined who would get the name on the the leading goal kicker medal in the early '80s it was um, it was out of Coleman Hudson, Coventry uh, that might have been it maybe Wade but I, th- I think they were the three and it ended up being the Coleman medal but it could have quite easily gone to Hudson and and again Coleman was uh, in the VFL AFL team of the century and Huddo wasn't selected so you you think well okay so it's almost a a coin toss between them to see who gets. Who gets what? And I asked David Parkin, who was on the selection committee, just for that 80? team. Yeah. Um, and Parko said that, um, you know, he played with Hutto and he, he loved him and one of his best mates. But he said, I had to vote for Coleman because he was more visually spectacular. So that's yep. that's what got him over the line, I think. But uh, yeah, Hutto's in that conversation.
1: Uh, it's an amazing thing. Now, speaking... My, you know who my favourite is. My favourite all-time player, and it's because he, he, this is the guy that got me interested in football, and, and as a kid, and it was Alex Jeselinko. Now, there's a famous photo around a pool table of Peter Hudson, Peter McKenna, and Alex Jeselinko. You reenacted that two years ago, was
2: it? <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, fifty years on.
1: Now, just before we go on, and you go on about that, the reenactment of it. How can anyone? Get to see that photo, the before and like the the old one and the new one.
2: Yeah, I'll, on my website, I've, I've done a little story on it with some photos. Citybooks so com, and, and look in the blog section there, and you'll see it's see the story photo. about getting. Yeah, because what happened nineteen seventy, um, Huddo McKenna and Jez are all a hundred goals. First time that three players had done it in the one season. And it's only happened once since in ninety three with Modra Ablett and uh Dunstall or Lockett, I can't remember who that was. And um and so they got them together for it was at I reckon it was at Jez's pub. He was at the Cross Keys Hotel in um Essendon at the time. And uh they had a just had a photo of him pretending to play billiards and um I saw this photo uh only a couple of years back and I thought, geez, it'd be great to get the three of them together to reenact that and it's not easy to get three people in the one room. Uh...
1: Especially those three. Yeah, yes yeah, such a long time ago.
2: And three of the biggest names in, oh. in history. So I was very lucky uh, they all agreed and it wasn't too difficult to arrange and it just happened to be lockdown time. Um, and you try finding a pub in Melbourne now that has a pool table. It's not that easy. There's not many yeah. that do. I thought it would be yeah. just a case of walking into any pub. but the... yeah. So we ended up going to a billiards place in Fitzroy that actually makes the tables and I thought this is perfect so we all went in there it was about a 40 degree day it was stinking hot and they all wandered in and you should have just seen the admiration between the three of them as they all yeah. arrived and it was like they were catching up on old times and my auntie Yvonne had put uh, she was the photographer she put all the balls in the exact spots of where they were in that old photo and we got them to stand there and pretend they were playing for another five minutes and move a millimetre this way, move a, change your smile a bit this way, and, and the photos are fantastic, as you'll see on daneddybooks.com, and it's uh, it's, it's one of the most special things I've done, actually. Uh,
1: you've got your buddy, Franklin. all the ones that you've seen. McKenna Hudson Jeselinko, by 10. That's They were movie star, rock stars yeah. of that time.
2: As it was starting to become a movie star, rock star game, like it wasn't covered to the... They were lucky they had TV in their era to to help them, you know, because we got to see a lot more of them. But but the thing was, they're all such humble blokes. You can, you can go in their house, you wouldn't know that Jezza played footy, you wouldn't hardly know that hado played footy. It's really? Not, it's not dripping from the walls at home, and they don't talk about themselves without being asked. You know, so that's why Hutto hadn't written a book. It's why Jezza—I did a PhD on Jezza—and uh, you know, he he didn't want to really talk about himself much. You know, they, they just don't, and that's that's what makes them even more attractive as a writer. You want to find out more about them, which is why I wrote Hutto's book the way I did.
1: I uh, I cannot wait till Monday when we sit down mm. with Peter Hudson and do this podcast. I think I'll I will somehow get the question into this podcast about that day. Mm. Um, because, no, he loved it. Yeah, he was, because that to me when I, I only recently again looked at that photo, it bobbed up on my wall for some reason, as they do. They know how to advertise mm. Facebook, and it bobbed up, and I looked at it again, and it had the before, like the older photo and the the newer one, and I'm looking at it, and I and then there's another photo of you leaning on the pool table, looking at these three, mm. <laughs> drooling, <laughs> yeah, that's right. as I would have been, <laughs> yeah. and and and. I don't want to, you can't underplay how that would have felt. You're a historian of the game. So how that would have felt on that day, Mm. uh, you can't underplay that. That would have been amazing.
2: No, it's like getting, yeah, like getting Ali, Jordan and Gretzky all in the same room. You you know, you you just don't get them there one-on-one with them just to be able to just chill. It was a relaxed environment. We weren't in a really crowded area. Um, so they were able to just be themselves for an hour, and it was uh, it was fantastic. Anyone
1: and, walk in and recognise them? And-
2: no, it's funny they didn't. No. really. And, and um,
1: jeez, lucky I didn't. walk.
2: Yeah, I, if it was me, I would have been drooling on the window. Yeah. So it was amazing to to do that, and they were just very accommodating. And I was expecting Jezza to say, "Come on, move it on a bit here," but he was he was great. Jezza, just just leaned forward a slight bit, just to, and he was great. So. That was a very... Of all the things I've done, that's right up there with the most... And you know, I think people will enjoy the story alone. I wanted to have some photos of it in the book, but uh, publishers were a bit tight on how many uh, images I could put in there, unfortunately, but uh, I would have loved to have had a, a photo of that in the book. So go to the website and yeah. check it out.
1: Go to Dan Be- uh, daneddybooks.com. Have a look at that. You can also see where you can pick up uh, his most recent one, a full genius, the Peter Hudson story. Well, I shouldn't say the most recent because the cat one out is out now. The <laughs> cat's perfect 10 that you wrote with a few others. Uh, get on to daneddybooks.com and have a look at all that. Have a look at the photos that I'm talking about. Jezza Hudson. And the great man, Peter McKenna, that was... Well, he went on and sung songs. He did everything he was on. <laughs> he was on every TV show possible. and Corner, he did the lot. Jezza Peter reminded McKenna, him of that too on the day, yeah. He was a superstar. <laughs> oh, great to relive that sort of stuff, Dan. We'll go to a break. When we come back
0: from that break, we'll have a whole lot more of Saturdays in Gippsland. Harvey Norman Womthaggi, your local store for computers and electrical. Free clipping collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It's
3: hot,
0: hot. Hot. It's hot, real hot. That's
3: hot, that's hot, that's
0: hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not
1: hot. Ah, uh, Dan, my favourite time of Saturdays, or my favourite time of the week actually, you can tell I don't have much of a life, <laughs> um, but I do love hot or not, and uh, you might kick us off, well you're not a guest anymore, you're a co-host now, you're running the show.
2: I'm going to actually just start coming in early on in terms of the, when you do the stinger at the start, and I'm just going to say, Dan Eddie, as, as you say <laughs> Ian Doherty, because uh, stuff Ian, he's out having a, he's on the 19th hole already probably, Um my hot, or oh, I think it's hot anyway And I think uh, Australian audiences are going to think it's hot coming forward Is, I'm going to get this wrong But Ashley Shandra Singer, Yes uh, The new Victorian batting sensation 20 year old, left-hander uh, Made his Sheffield Shield debut against Tassie Plays for Victoria And he's come out and knocked up a ton on debut And he they reckon he... Uh, I hope he doesn't get too hounded by the press here, because I think he might get the Ashton Agar treatment, and they'll just suddenly start talking about the the great the great hope that's going to take us through to the you know uh, world champions. But you got to give him time, as we've seen with uh, the young bloke who keeps getting Will Pakovsky, who keeps getting um, uh, concussion. Oh, you know, sad. we can't we can't throw too much pressure on them. Just you never know what can happen. But this kid looks like he's got. All the attributes are being something special, Brad, and I think we're going to be uh, making sure we spell, this, pronounce his name properly uh, in the future. I think it's Chandra Singer, but I might be wrong. Um, oh,
1: it sounds good enough to me.
2: But um, you reckon it's hot?
1: I reckon it is. I no, you're hot. You? Oh, yeah. No, thank you. You're hot. This is a lady just walked past the van. Thank yeah, you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, um, now, my, my first one... I've got to ask a question. We're the, we're hosting the Aussies are hosting the T Twenty cricket mm. right now. Mm. Are we being embarrassed, uh, or are we just out of our depth, or we just we're not the Australian of old? Are we hot or not right now, the Australian cricket team in the T Twenty World Cup?
2: Oh, I think I think we're not. I we're think not. Uh, no. yeah, I don't think we're in. Im- Embarrassed as such I, th- I think we were overrated coming in I reckon, Do you? I reckon we were highly overrated Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a very hit and miss team I know we won the tournament a little while back But we had some shaky Finch didn't come in in great form Thankfully he had a good knock the other day But you know, Steve Smith I wasn't sure whether they'd play him They didn't play Cameron Green which was weird um, Some uh, We were overrated I don't think we were We should not have been coming in Favourites ahead of India South Africa, New Zealand, and uh, maybe England as well, you know. So we're, in the, we're probably where we need to be. We want to win. I, I'd, I'd love to see us win it, but I don't think we're in the top two or three teams. I've just got to
1: quickly say, before you go on with your next one, is that uh, I'm an unabashed Test man. Yeah, me too. I love Test cricket. I'm still not sold on the T20.
2: I'll admit, these are the first games of 2020 I've ever watched in is it? how long has it been going, 10, 15 years. I've never watched a game. Out of principle, really, because I am a one day and a test man. Yeah. But I thought I'll watch this. Mainly watching the other teams, I'm enjoying more than watching Australia. But uh, some of these games have I, I understand now why it's, it's, it's over a lot quicker in yeah. terms of you know we have a lot going on in life now, and it is harder to get eight hours at a sporting event anymore yeah. as a you know other than maybe going to the Boxing Day test once a yeah. year. Like it's hard to sit down and watch every ball. Like we may yeah. be used to, so I, I don't I don't mind it in that sense. But I'll always go back to the test I'm first. Saying, you get yeah. another one, yeah, uh, good one, boy. You, um, I do. Um, if you if you an NBL fan, and uh, let's be honest, it's taken it's gone great guns the last uh, since Larry Kesselman took over. It's just gone to a whole new level, hasn't it? It's been yeah. amazing the turnaround, and we've seen the Tassie team, and the the fans love it, and it's great for the kids. I'd, I'd love to take little Ernie down there at some stage when. Um, when it fits in, and we go and watch a game, because I reckon he'd love it. Um, but if you, there's a good story today, actually, in the Sun. Um, Matt Log and Michael Randall have um, spoken with a lot of NBL players about the um, the hate that they're getting via social media, and largely coming back to uh, gambling. Yeah, and how it's been. You know, as soon as you lose a couple of bucks on a game or, or whatever, straight on the social media and just absolutely tear shreds off. And with some... I won't even repeat some of the stuff, but you can see it in the paper and it's vile stuff. And it's it's only said because no one knows who said it, you know. It's a, an anonymous uh, Facebook page. Uh, you know, you can just make up anything. Now, I've I've made a couple up of you, actually. So uh, Oh, you don't have to make up. No, them, you're huh? doing well, actually, on, <laughs> on the dating scene and all that. But you're... um, But it is... It is gutless stuff.
1: Are you asking? Really what, gutless stuff. are you stuff. asking? So,
2: well, do you reckon it's hot or not? I reckon who? it's... Of who? Uh, the The rabble out there that are the sending trolls? these messages. Uh, yeah,
1: Not. That That's case with that. Not. Thank you. Not hot. That's... It's disgusting. Bloody cold. That's for sure. Hey, AFL Women's League. We've been talking about that a lot. AFL W... It's come of age, Dan. It's finals time. I'm loving the game. It's an easy answer to this question. It's just a quick one, but it's an easy one. Is the AFL women's hot or not right now?
2: Oh, I think it's fair to say it's become oh, hot.
1: Very bloody hot. <laughs> and yes. you
2: were not a fan early. so you've, I wasn't. Uh, you've really changed your yeah, tune. Going to Carlton's made a whole new life for you.
1: It, it, it has. I'm, it's I'm it's St Kilda. You're, you're such
2: a pessimist at St Kilda. I'm
1: glad you're bringing that up because <laughs> a lot of people still haven't. The penny hasn't dropped that I've gone he's, to the Blues. He's
2: got his blowing blue my speedos uh, on today. Just <laughs> there. I've got, they're they're oh, the two for I'm me. Got, oh, I've, go.
1: I've been working hard. Don't <laughs> worry about that. Now, I love me tennis. This is a sport I do love. Yeah. BP, Brett Phillips, obviously does uh, all the tennis with us here at SEN, and he's an absolute ripper. I've got to say... The win, or oh, I'm asking the question. I'm not going to say. It's a question. Mm. How is Alex Demon all hot at the moment? Beat Medvedev during the week.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. I think he might be two or three in the world. Medvedev, he's right up there. And uh, I like seeing him lose because he does crack at Medvedev. He's a bit uh, he's a bit hot and cold. He's um, Demon. You, oh, you see the new, um, in terms of um, the way he handles himself on the court, maybe, maybe a Pat Rafter type uh, yes. You know, sorry mate type stuff. He's not the sort of guy that's going to go and break a racket just because he thinks he's too important.
1: So is he hot? Uh,
2: Alex, do you mean you? Yeah, he's boiling hot. He's
1: very hot. Don't worry stop about
2: it. that. Stop
3: it. You're hot. Stop
1: it.
2: Yes. Yeah, a lot it. of women walking past the van this morning.
1: I get a fair bit of that. Uh, Elaine hey, Geth is good for that. Uh, you, you bring up Pat Rafter. I've got an uh, answer uh, question. Is this hot? Wally Monsieur and Pat Rafter have been out getting tests done. Bang, bang, bang! Getting every test, cholesterol, everything known to mankind, because you can get a normal, just a heart test now.
2: Yep, I've done that
1: on the back of Todd Woodbridge's heartbreak. A uh, heartbreak, heart attack. Is that hot or not?
2: Oh, it's very hot. I think it happened with.
1: Stop it! you it,
2: it happened with um, Shane Warne as well. Happened with his sister. We all went and got our tests done pretty much straight after that. Thought, geez, if it can happen to someone who's fit and healthy and active, uh, it can happen to anyone um, and a lot of times it can be a family thing so uh, it's, yeah, you just don't think to get it tested, oh, I'll do it one day, I'll do it one day yeah. oh, I probably don't need to, or not, I'm feeling okay you
1: know it better than anyone It's happened to me, and if you're over 50 go and get checked out, you just go into your local GP and ask that you want, t- things in the mail about um, testing for bowel cancer and everything like that trust me, go and get tested I didn't know, I hadn't had a test, feeling ordinary <laughs> And ended up in hospital for a month, ended up with that's open insane. heart surgery. Yeah. And, and you were around you know, at the time, were I mean, you? Yeah. I just didn't know it was happening, and, and you yeah. don't know. So, so if you're over 50, go and get checked.
2: So do you get tested now regularly, or should you or have you slackened off and you need to go and have oh, another one?
1: Gee, that's a good question, Dan. And you're spot on. I've been too slack. Mm. So you've just rung a doorbell in my head. Yeah, go and do it. I'll go and get checked again. I am on medication, and I do seem to feel pretty good of late, but you're spot on. I'm going to go and do that. I'm glad you brought that up. And as soon as we finish at midday, I might even be off on that. We
2: might follow up with that next week and make sure he's done it.
1: Yes, that's a good call. We'll do that. We're going to go to some news headlines, and we're going to come back and uh, talk a lot more sport and probably a lot more dribble uh, as we do every Saturday morning, you're with Brad Sinclair and Dan Eddy, Saturdays and Gippsland. And I also want to talk about, I caught up with an old footy teammate that oh, I played with footy back in 1985, gee. hadn't seen him in a long time, caught up with him and his wife during the week, went round there for dinner, and I just want to talk to you okay. about that and how good that was. He's a great man, a great man, Gary Parsons. Uh, so after these news headlines, we're going to talk a whole lot
0: more sport here on Saturdays and Gippsland. Damn hot. Harvey Norman, Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland with
1: Brad Sinclair and Dan, the man, Eddie, out here in Gather today, and it's beautiful weather at long last. Now, Dan, I um, was up in Donelequin during the week Hmm. doing a bit of work, and uh, a lot more rain up and around achuuka I was in a and Mowamma one of the days, and uh the rain up there and the flooding up there is just it's it' it's, it's just amazing yeah because they 're not potholes they are craters jeez they 've been hit up there pretty hard yeah. um and they 're not out of the woods yet and and I'cause on my drive I go through Rochester, Rochester was probably worst hit. And I'm driving back through Rochester this week on the way back, and the amount of furniture and carpet that I've seen mm. out on nature strips that have been dragged out, motels, homes, mm. uh, schools, uh, absolutely devastating up in the northeast of uh, Victoria. So uh, my you thoughts can, go out to everyone out there, and hopefully they get over that real soon.
2: Well, maybe they need to people need to donate furniture more than food or anything you know yeah maybe if you've got a spare (laughs) spare table in your shed or something you just don't use anymore those things might be actually really welcome because you don't think of that you're right a couch gets ruined it's on you know so that might be the if you can take one of them to your local St Vincent's or something
1: well speaking of hospitality up that way I've got to say Dan I was up there and back in 1985 I played in Canberra played footy in Canberra with a club that's no longer around called West Canberra in the Actafel, mm. the major league up there. and I War Collingwood Jumpers, can you believe that? Well, yeah. Which is, uh, if I'd have known before I got there, I probably wouldn't have
2: gone. Slimming the stripes though, isn't it? So that... Oh, I
1: didn't have to worry about it in those no. days. I was only 21, so okay. I needed to feed back in that day. My nickname back in those days was Sparrow, because yeah. I wouldn't eat. Yeah. And having said that, well, I caught up with an ex-teammate of mine, Gary Parsons, and his lovely wife, Paula. Who it's home economics teacher out at the Denelican High there.
2: Okay, so he knows how to cook. Oh,
1: and he's invited me around for dinner, and I thought, oh, this will be all right, home economics teacher. Yeah. My dog oh, Dan, the feast that was put on. Um, and I'm a big eater. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, uh, eat <laughs> I eat quick. I eat quick. Yes, uh, some would say like an elephant. Mm. Um, so I uh, sat down to this incredible meal, and those two were finished before me, and I'm fast, and yeah. I'm struggling. <laughs> Big chicken dish and veggies and potato. It was unbelievable. Anyway, I finally got through it, and I, I wasn't feeling real good. I, I was bloated. You can't go to someone's house. You can't go to the toilet. No. Nah. I mean, you, you know, you can't do that. You have to wait. Okay. So I went and sat down and watched a bit of television on the couch, and they said, oh, don't go too far. There's some apple pie coming. <laughs> I said, I can't eat any apple pie, but I had this apple pie, and if the main meal was magnificent, this apple pie and ice cream, and homemade, home economics teacher.
0: Yeah.
1: Unbelievable. The best meal I've ever had. Wow. And I come home and I told hers indoors about it last night. And I said, hey, you got to pick your game up. Sausages and mash don't cut it anymore. Okay. This is what I want. This is a standard yeah. I want.
2: I'd love to have heard her response. Do you reckon <laughs> I really said that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything the sort. Back didn't... in those days, too, in 1985, the Mulrooney medalist, which is the equivalent yep. to the Brownlow in mm. Canberra, was Simon Overland.
2: Oh, is that right? He was the Police. Ruckman
1: for East He's... Lake and yeah. actually played in the ACT side with him that year. Wow. Um, big man he was. And yeah. Then, 10 years later, I've seen Police pictures in the chief, paper yeah. and I thought, that's the same bloke. It was him. But Gary Parsons and Paula Parsons, what a uh, great hospitality up in Dinelliquin. Nice place, Dinelliquin. Love it.
2: Well, producer yeah. Steve and I are just sort of wondering whereabouts all this... Um Extra leftover apple pies Is because
1: uh, I only asked for a small serve
2: Yeah I know So there should be some left for us So
1: I didn't bring it back
2: Well do Don't that. be telling these stories Ever again Unless you've got something To show us
1: Well I should have taken photos
2: Steve's furious
1: But you don't sit at someone's Dinner table And take photos of the meal Because that's A little bit Is that inappropriate Do, you do or, uh,
2: Well you do it at a restaurant
1: But do you do it at someone's home Is that inappropriate Well if
2: you're If you're praising it I mean don't do it at my home When I Offer you up a cinnamon donut and the yeah. cold-baked beans on bread. I've had um on me sixth. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I think uh, it's a positive thing for them and gets the word out there. Can I um, just but, say,
1: too, but, on, on his behalf, he wouldn't say it, but five-time premiership coach at wow. and Gary Parsons. The oh, that's where I've heard the name. Five-time yeah, yeah. premiership coach.
2: Yeah, they had some good teams there. Oh, well, he's a good yeah, coach, yeah. too. Good on you. Hey, just on coaching... Um, I don't know if you heard, Brad, but uh, you you mentioned Paul Chapman, a former North Smith medalist. Another North Smith medalist, Brian Lake, has just become the playing coach of Western Region Football League team, Caroline Springs.
1: You know what? I reckon he's been playing there a few years now. Yes, yeah, he has. And he's taken on the coaching role.
2: He joined in 2016, actually. uh, Played a key role in the club's second division premiership.
1: Ah, So he's been
2: there for a bit. Yeah, Brodie Holland was... um, Doing that, and now he's gone on to a senior mentoring he's role Preston. at Northern Bull He's coaching them. Senior mentoring role. They've got that wrong. Oh, okay.
1: He's the senior coach at Preston, oh, the they, Northern Bull I've
2: just gone, oh, there's no name on this article, so we can't even blame anyone. But, uh yeah, yeah but, but Brian Lake there, that's a good turnaround, because I was worried where his life was heading a little while back after yeah. he left footy and... Finished up at the Hawks, he sort of found himself in a bit of trouble and marriage issues and he just got really depressed and uh, it's great to see him be able to turn it around through footy and through community. i a photo of him in the paper during the
1: week, he looks fit. Does he, yeah? Yeah, he yeah. looked really good. It was that appointment photo with the President. Yeah. You know, the old handshake, you know, you got to do the old handshake. Yes. Thank God they didn't do them when I was coaching.
2: And uh, Rod Gundrell did a good one, didn't he? Uh, with, um,
1: we spoke to him a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah
2: with uh, Pooh Wong where he's about to... Start pre season. I think meet the coach might be this week actually. It so is. Uh, yes. get along to Puong because uh, Rod will have plenty to get you inspired and get you going.
1: Now, we've spent a bit of time on the <laughs> AFLW this morning, and I mm. just want to touch on that because we know that um, those games that we spoke about earlier 4 10 is the Lions and the Tigers today, and 7 10 tonight at GMHBA is the Cats and the Kangaroos. Mm. So the winner of that goes into the semi-final one and they play, the loser of that goes into the semi-final one. The winner goes straight through to the prelim yep. and the loser will play the winner of elimination final two. So this is quite confusing.
2: Is it similar to the men's? So I'm just trying it to get it in similar, my head. It is similar, but
1: it's, yeah. it's, 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 it is difficult. But yeah. uh, on Sunday, the Magpies take on the Bulldogs, as we said, and the Demons take on the Crows at 7-10. Icon Park, geez, they're playing a lot of the women's game. At Icon. Have you seen the Icon Park Not the redevelopment,
2: nah. Wow. Nah. Yeah?
1: Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, right. Looks we, incredible. You'll be spending a bit of time there watching Carlton Train and, yes. and that this year, your new mates. So that'll be...
1: I'm down here for a week doing a bit of work. I'm not going back. Up bush, I'm down here until Sunday week. I think I pre-season s- I reckon
2: it starts in a week or two, might pre-season, so a bit of a look. worth getting out there for um, a look, definitely. you got the I new Brownlow medalists out there, go out and get a signature. And we
1: spoke uh, to his mum and dad a while back, didn't we? Uh, Crips, yeah. His mum and dad yeah, lovely people.
2: Lovely people, yeah. Uh, they would be pretty proud of their boy. If ever you wanted an ambassador leading your club, I reckon Cripsy's probably the... You're not going to find him in the nightclubs doing silly stuff or, or heading over to Bali or whatever he might do and do silly things. Just... Just... Just on silly things, Brad. Just quickly, um, we're talking cricket and the Pakistan and the man who came out here and actually won the World Cup for Pakistan back in 1992, Imran Khan, was uh, shot. shot, Assassination attempt overnight. Thankfully, he's okay. Got shot in the leg, which I imagine hurt. I don't know if you've seen the footage of them actually. I did. Carting him into the. Jeez, that was a mess, uh, just it, trying to... They're sort of carrying him like... Well, oh, hey,
1: Chenesse! I <laughs> thought <of> straight <laughs> away when I seen
2: it. It was very different scenes to when uh, the great uh, President Kennedy was shot, I can tell or you. Or Ronald uh, Reagan? Absolute mess. They're carrying him like he's a sack of yes. spuds. He, oh, he, he was handling it pretty well. I would have been in a fair bit of agony, I would have thought. But uh, they showed him in the hospital, and I think he was signing an autograph for the guy who helped protect him. So uh, he's in good spirits, but uh, you don't want to see that for anyone. But, uh, it's <laughs>
1: bizarre, yeah. It is bizarre. I, I, I can't fathom it or think of it happening here in Australia. I don't think
2: we'd do it for Scotty Morrison or any of those ones, will we?
1: Oh, oh gee. Well, <laughs> I'm not a political person. But,
2: uh, but that was my thought straight away was we would never see this in Australia. <laughs> we would just never see that much passion for it, for the politics yeah. side of things. We just, it's almost like, ah, oh, Scotty again, put, throw him out. Who is it now? It's Elbow. Oh, you know, like this just isn't it's like oh that's that's elbow again or or that's bob Hawke again like yeah. it's a very different very different vibe here. we're we're more passionate about if our sport teams losing than we are about who's leading the country aren't we so uh yeah interesting times and in pakistan uh, their skipper might be copying a bit of abuse at the moment uh, babar because he's having a very poor tournament and he's been one of the best batters in the world for a while now
1: well while we're on the cricket again and i know we've jumped a little bit but um What's going on with Mitchell Stark? Mitch Stark. Why isn't he playing? Is he not playing?
2: Uh, he was... Because I haven't seen him. Uh, he was Waterboy last night. What's so. going on there? Well, maybe... Well, he is. Actually, he's a pretty good batter too, so it is a bit strange, isn't it?
1: I find that... I Last night was a critical game. We we went yeah. by four runs. And he's
2: a good death bowler, isn't he, at, at he, the end there? He's the Yorkers and he, that. We
1: pick up another 50 runs there by him bowling. Yeah. Like, take 50 off the opposition, all of a sudden Yeah, that's right. W- we could be in the finals. Yeah. I, I find it astonishing so that the wasn't playing. No,
2: so they obviously feel that Hazelwood and Cummins uh, Richardson was in as well, wasn't he? And and he went yeah. for like one run and didn't do much. So it is an interesting one. That's probably one thing I don't... The test team is generally it's a more settled. You get to be really familiar with the side and the 2020s and that's a bit of a mismatch, isn't it? It's a, there's names come in that you, you're unsure about. Um... But I would have thought he was, he was one of the stars of our one-day World Cup win Ooh. when I was there for that World Cup final in 2015. and Guys like him were leading the way. So uh, it is an old one. You're right, it's a good it point. Is. I saw him in the jacket doing the water. And I thought, that is weird.
1: Well, you know how I found out <laughs> Stuart Broad's tweet?
0: Oh, right.
1: He, he's written, please tell me Stark is injured. He's a beast in this format. <laughs> he's a wicket taker and a game changer. Isn't this a must-win game?
2: Maybe he is injured. That That's a good point. Maybe he is. Oh, Stuart Broad would know about being left out too because they left him out of the first Ashes test, which was the biggest joke of all time, and they got pumped, remember, and it set them back. Remember that? Yeah. It left him out of Brisbane, him and... um. Anderson, uh, for the first test of an Ashes series, then bring them back in and they play right and you think God, the selectors, mate, even the great Rod Marsh and that, when they were selectors you'd scratch your head at some of the decisions you thought, this isn't...
1: On the Stark one, would my...
2: You know, they they started all right, Afghanistan, and they, you know we we could have done with, certainly at the end they they got closer, I actually actually turned it off uh, probably halfway through the our innings, uh, um, Afghanistan's batting innings, and I thought, oh no, this is going to peter out. And then I've checked the score a bit later in the night, and they've five point four four run loss on it. Jeez, so that's right. That's where Stark would have been bowling, and that's where you think. A couple of other teams have got some really good bowlers in there. Even um, the Afghanistan bowler was fantastic, Uh, the fast bowler. I can't think of his name, but he he was quite good as well. So uh, odd one, but selectors don't surprise
1: me. Uh, No, no, certainly don't in any sport these days. We might take our last break of the morning, Dan, when we come back. We'll close up the show, talk about some racing, what's going on today in the big racing day out at Flemington. Crowds have been down, though, a very, very low Oaks Day crowd, normally... Massive, and I reckon that was due to the weather they worried about. And wasn't, uh, we'll talk about it after the break, but wasn't Cup Day a shocking, the coldest one on record? Windy, it had umbrellas going sideways. I've seen a, a blue, I've seen a fight between women on social media at the Cup. It's not for me, uh, the race day meetings. The race and,
2: itself was fascinating to watch, though.
1: It was, we'll talk about that after this last break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. You're with Brad Sinclair Hello. and Dan Eddie.
0: Harvey Norman, One your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair.
1: Welcome back, and we're closing up, Dan. It's uh, been a big morning. We've had uh, a lot going on this morning. Saturdays in Gippsland 91.3, SCN Track Southwest Gippsland, and 91.9, SCN Track Latrobe Valley. Been a good morning, Dan. Now, what are you on for today?
2: Now, I'm working on a couple of books, mate. So I'm just uh, just chipping away at them, and I've got a podcast idea that I'm coming up with uh, for locally. So if anyone in Leighath is looking for to sponsor something to promote local. Um my local footy podcast i might be doing uh get in touch with with, with me because uh, stop me in the street and uh, tell me um yeah i'll have more on that when i get it all sorted but yeah so mainly just uh chipping away at books and i'll have the sport on in the background and settle in tonight and see if we can see sri lanka upset the poms and get us back into the the semi-finals
1: well, I'm trying to chase some money that I lost uh, on It's Tuesday never good Thursday. chasing no
2: Brad never good so we don't promote that
1: the champion stakes this afternoon at 510 race eight get your pens ready one two and seven the trifecta on'm thunderstruck Zaki and animo and you know who's on animo James McDonald it's a very very short price favorite I might add um, but uh, I'm gonna have a crack I've got to get some money back, Dan. I've got to take uh, hers indoors out today. Because, Taking her outdoors. Well, I haven't seen her all day, all week, so I thought I'd do the off right to? thing.
2: Where can I, our don't know. I got, listeners find you?
1: Well, when I, le- yeah. <laughs> when I left this morning, I said, you pick a place. You just have a think where you want to go it's this dangerous. afternoon. That's and, very and dangerous. And I'll take you there. Um, as long as it's free, Dan, I said. Oh, okay. No, no I didn't. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm going to head out into Melbourne. It's a beautiful day. We don't get this weather, or we haven't had this sort of weather for a while. It, I mean, it's not a magic day, but it's better than what we've had. So mm. I think I'll get outdoors and have a look around.
2: Um, no, you could go down the beach there and just have a cafe, have a walk, go. have a bite, maybe could take go. a frisbee.
1: Big day through, uh, Monday, Dan. We're going to do the Peter Hudson podcast. Oh, that we'll forget, be down we'll near the that. beach, yeah. We'll be down there and down the peninsula, a beautiful spot, and we'll... We'll um, play excerpts of that through our show over the next coming weeks on SEN Saturdays in Gippsland. And it be great to catch up with the greatest full forward statistically of all time. I watched, quickly before we go, I watched a, a, bit, a bit of video on him mm. as well as reading... Your book, of course, The Football Genius, the mm. Pete Hudson story. I I uh, watched a bit of footage and some interviews with him and so forth during the week to get ready for Monday. And uh, wow, when you watch the footage of the way he played mm. and how he wrestled and took the mark from behind one hand mm. and turned for six foot four, turned on a threepenny, Isn't that what they called it back in the day? Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, not what you turn on there. And then a nice flat punt. Five um, cents? Or Five dollar note. Yeah.
2: Prince with Charles, or... King Charles, thank you. Oh, Charles. That'll, that'll never roll off the tongue. No, it I don't won't. Think. It won't. <laughs> and I don't think putting his image on the five dollar note would uh, actually. It just wouldn't look right. We, we just keep the Queen's uh, face on there. I think because uh, just it just resonates with us. Prince, uh, nah. Yeah, no. Nah, he's
1: had a torrid time. That they've, they've had a torrid time. Hmm. The last few years, the royal family, no doubt.
2: Hey, I wouldn't mind getting the uh, advance that Prince Harry has received for his book. It was something like $30 million or something advance. I'm lucky Before he's get put pen to paper. Bucks. Uh, he's written it now, but, uh, well, I'll say he's written it. He's, he's voiced it and someone's written it, but he, 30 million. He's donating a couple of mil to charity, but that's a pretty well, that's handy advance. I, I'm lucky to that get $30. You he in the
1: ashtray of his car in coin I know. with his uh, grandmother's face on it. Yeah, that's, that right.
2: that's right. That's <laughs>
1: right. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, two million. Scary.
1: <coughs> two million. He's given away for thirty for right something the
2: book. like that. Yeah, it's it's insane. Whereas I'm lucky to get thirty bucks for my uh, advance. Uh, it's that's a very brilliant. different scene.
1: Hey, we don't know where we'll be next week, but we we <laughs> will be somewhere. In Gippsland, it could be one Faggy Verloch. We might get out to Terogon Mall. Could be Leangather, Caranbora. Could be Warrigal. We could be anywhere. Warrigal wouldn't be a bad spot. We haven't been out there for a while. Beautiful part of the world. It's yeah. a lovely spot, Warrigal. I love Warrigal. Mm. We might even look at heading out there next week. We'll see how we go. Been a great morning, Dan. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, it's been a, a big morning. There's been a lot happening. We spoke about. We didn't have a, a guest on today. We'll make sure we get one next week. Don't forget.
2: Oh, we've got a good one next week. Yeah, no, I've got one lined oh, you up for you have two. Yeah.
1: Don't forget, race eight today, the champion stakes, one, two, and seven. There's your trifecta, and it'll get you out to a nice chicken dinner tonight.
2: <laughs> At Macca's.
1: Enjoy <laughs> the weekend, <laughs> and we'll be back. Saturdays in Gippsland on SEN Track, next Saturday, 10 to 12.
3: Welcome back here to the MCG, and my word, it
1: really
0: has turned out to be a marvellous day for cricket indeed.